Time for Let's Get Social, proudly sponsored by We Love Low Carb. We Love Low Carbs are for freshly baked homemade bread. That's the best keto diabetic friendly bread on the market. They can also assist you with meal plans, advice, tips and more. Visit We Love Low Carb, 19 Coorsen Street, Gans Plaza Strand. En uh, ja, soos beloof, interessante ene weer vandag wat ons uh, gaan oor gesels. Uh, so, ek is, uh, jy kan blijven wees jy is ingeskakel, maar ons gesels vandag met uh, Richard Arnor oor... Um, oor influencers. Richard, gaan het goed? Altijd goed, dankie. Wonderlijk, lekker om jy te en jy so betuis, alles is recht lang voor die tyd. Ja, nee. En jy atlee, dis nou een ding van jou nee. as jy inkom, <laughs> dat is die dinge al reeds lang al opgestel en recht. Uh, Richard, maar vandag praat ons oor, oor influencers en jy het nou twee ontmoet. Is het Jani en Waini? Of nee, Ja, Janie, Janie oh, en Wayne. Janie en, uh, en Wayne. Natuurlijk, en uh, vir Wayne vir die pijn ook. Janie en Wayne, dit pas so goed, want het gaan oor, wat hulle eindelijk om doen het, as ek jou recht verstaan het, is hulle het gekom uh, om basis wijn te kom drink, wijn te kom proe, by een groot wijnproe geleentheid, en hulle is betaal om wijn te kom drink en wijn te kom proe. Nou, hoe krij ek die geleentheid, how can I uh, become an influencer, or, or why, why are they paying them? to taste wine. Right, because this is the beauty of social media, isn't it? It's uh, it's one of the most effective ways to get your product into the market. We can chat about some of the psychology and the reasoning behind why influencers get used. But essentially, it's that trust factor. Um, you've, you've been consuming your favorite influencers' content for, for how long, and now all of a sudden they're punting a certain product. Naturally, you're going to be inclined to support that product because your favorite person supports it. So at the core, that's kind of what the whole influencer movement is about, but there's many, many different ways that influencers can be involved. Uh, okay, before we carry on, maybe just tell us more about Janie and Wayne for those of us Ooh, who don't know them. Yeah, so let's just put it out there, uh, Christy, you might be one of the very few that uh, that don't know Janie Wayne or Wayne What's up me if you if you don't know them? Well, what happens if you do? Let's, let's actually, maybe we should have a little competition and kind of see how many people do and how many people don't. Yeah, how many people do know Janie and Wayne? WhatsApp us 021-106-936. There we go. And then uh, while the cameras are rolling, I'm just going to say today we're chatting about Janie, Wayne and uh, Wayne for the pain. Yesterday I was, uh, I had the privilege of being invited to a Brew Crew session. So Brew Crew is another incredible social media movement. Um, essentially, it's a, a recording of your favorite celebrities uh, having fun, drinking wine, um, promoting certain products. And the whole concept behind Brew is to bring um, exposure to certain brands. So yesterday, it was Paardeberg. And so Paardeberg um, had obviously Wayne for the Pain and uh, Janie Wayne on board. And essentially, it was just a talk show. But it's entertaining to watch because they're funny. I mean, it was freaking hilarious. I'm not going to get into all the specifics. Um, but the new the new Paardeberg uh, range that's obviously being launched on both uh, in the bottle and in the can. And so the whole concept went about showing, you know, the difference between the bottle and the can. Can they taste the difference? And uh, no, they can't. But I'm not going to give you too much information. You'll have to wait for that episode to come out. Um, but essentially, the whole purpose of that was to bring exposure to the brand. So if you know Janie Wayne and if you know Vain Philippe Payne, you would know that they're th- those two together are already an incredible match. And uh, obviously, a lot of fun was had yesterday. But I'm not going to share too much. You'll have to wait for the final cut. Uh, ok, en ek verstaan die, uh, die gedeelte nou, um, uh, maar we, we, had, uh, we talked about it before, before we started this, uh, this chat, um, Richard, and that is, if you maybe, if you use an influencer that I don't like, 
Say, for instance, you use a, a fullback rugby player that plays for the spring or played for the or was still playing for the Springboks or whatever, and and you know, say for instance, I don't like him. Uh, I mean, that that will not be a good thing for your product because um, I will, you know, I won't buy the product product because I don't like the person that you're using to promote your product. Absolutely, it's a great point you make. Then I think. That again comes down to the strategy. You know, in business, we don't just make decisions on the spur of the moment. We think about why we're getting certain people involved. And it's nothing different to traditional marketing, you know, having um, an ambassador on board or someone to carry the brand for you that may have a social following or some influence through sport or through celebrity status, whatever it might be. At the end of the day, you need to still make sure that that person matches your product and matches your clientele and the people that you're trying to sell it to. So yes, obviously in all cases, not everybody's going to like everybody, but it's still important for you as the business owner to know, is this going to be an effective person to, to partner with? They could have, you know, hundreds and thousands of followers, but number one, you know, are those followers active? Are they actually, you know, following this person and engaging with them? Because if you had to place your product, you need to think about what exposure it's going to get. But then in the same sense, you know, the people that are following this influence or this person you want to work with, does it align with your brand? Does it align with your product? Are they able to create content around your product to make it stand out? So there's there's a lot of questions to be you know to be asked and to be made sure of before you embark on a on a um, a campaign with an influence or bring influencers and and third parties on board. But like all business decisions, you know you need to make sure that it's going to be effective at the end of the day and believable. Because if you use an influencer now to promote wine. Sure. And tomorrow uh, I want to use him to promote beer. That won't be believable anymore because he just said how fantastic the wine tastes. Well, this is where it comes down to the beauty of being an influencer is honesty and just being yourself. Remember, they're not there. And I'm using yesterday as an example. They're not there to... Um, you know, to come across as, as wine connoisseurs or experts in tasting wine. But then again, neither are you and me. Mm-hmm. Neither are the actual people that are going to be buying the product. What I want to see is, is it entertaining? Do they enjoy it? And sure, I'll, maybe I'll give it a shot. The point is not to, you know, to try and position the brand as having now this massive following and these influencers support this brand because it's fine wine. I mean, no offense, but I, I hardly think Janie and Wayne are wine connoisseurs. Um, maybe they are, maybe, maybe, but who knows? But that's not the point of them being there. The point of them being there is to get exposure through the brand or for the brand through their following and through their content that they're creating. So honesty at its core, I want to see the person that I love um, or follow or consume their content. I want to see their opinion of the wine. And that's why they get brought on board. Not necessarily as Kenish or you know professionals in wine. It's just their opinion at the end of the day. Don't you think it'll be better if you use um, someone who are uh, in that uh, sector and are working and are professional in what they're doing, like a cook, professional chef. Rather use him, uh, if he is an influencer, if he is uh, recognized worldwide, rather use him than... uh, somebody that's a rugby player that uh, you know it's just he can bry sure absolutely absolutely again it comes down to does it align with the brand does it make sense to have this person on board promoting the brand and promoting the product if it doesn't then you shouldn't have partnered with them in the first place Hmm. so you know again it comes down to just general logical questions does this make sense and will it bring results do you think that's the future absolutely absolutely i think um not i not i think i know if you look at influencers, we, we, we shouldn't look at it as, you know, bikini models and 
guys with 24 pack abs and things like this it, it can be the general person at home it could be you listening you could have a very valuable skill very valuable knowledge in a certain area of life it doesn't you know you don't have to be able to dance and things to be able to become an influencer you just need to be able to influence and that is the point of an influencer. i can influence you through my knowledge you follow me because you want to hear what I have to say. That at its basic is, is what an influence is about. So it doesn't have to be a bikini model. It could be someone that's incredibly knowledgeable about which pencil to use. Mm. You know, they could essentially build a following of people that love pencils. It, it, it can happen. So what is your skill? What, what, is, what is your standout quality? In Janie Wayne's case, they're incredibly funny. So they review videos and you watch them for entertainment. But every now and again, they work with the brand. And so that brand gets exposure that brand has their opinion behind it plus I've consumed that content so that's sitting in my mind so the next time I walk into Checkers, Pick and Pay Woolworths wherever it might be and that brand pops out of course I'm going to think twice I'm going to be like oh I remember that video from Janie Wayne maybe I should taste the product because here it's in front of me final question um, but it's a different topic Elon Musk fired a a lot of people a lot of his well especially those who criticized him he fired them yesterday i think uh but uh, his own workers he fired sure what was the oh, what is the impact on twitter because of this there's still or is it nothing as far as my knowledge goes um and i haven't i haven't actually checked in on the story so uh but what i do know um obviously there's still talks of the merge happening there's still talks of the buyout happening um, but there's also a lot of other movements in in other areas um we're speaking specifically in crypto now um which has influence indirectly on these type of things so if you have got a bit of knowledge about crypto uh, you'd know that elon musk is a big proponent for dogecoin um, there's talks that doji might be integrated onto twitter so that's there in, in the you know that's hanging in the air mm. then i mean this week and last week it's been absolute chaos with uh, ftx which is a um, an overseas exchange and and crypto site for those that don't know um but there's there's massive movements between ftx and binance ftx has just gone out of business they filed for bankruptcy we're talking billions of dollars wow um, and this company obviously has massive shares and influence in a whole lot of other crypto projects and other and so we know for example that ftx held 20 percent of dogecoin um so you know just that already impacts elon musk already and the knock-on effect is is immense i think people think of crypto still as you know this little bitcoin mm-hmm. something in the air um it couldn't be further from that and the influence that it's having and the amount of money i'm talking billions of dollars a day is being traded sold um, in the crypto exchanges and in the crypto world. So, you know, it has got big influence, especially on social media. Yeah. Um, and then maybe just to leave you with the last thought, you know, we're seeing this shift on social media already happening. So I'm not going to sit here and try and, you know, I will only take on crypto note to quip and, you know, become a crypto native, but open your mind up to the possibilities of what crypto is, perhaps just start educating yourself just yep. the way we should have educated ourselves 40 years ago about the concept of money. We're still doing that, but it's moving into a new world. And I honestly, honestly want to motivate you to just be aware of what's going on around you. Um, there's a reason why Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all these all these platforms are looking at ways to integrate cryptocurrencies onto their platform. We're seeing Instagram um, already exploring the creator marketplace, being able to sell NFTs through Instagram. Um, so a lot of these words and concepts might be new to you, but I guarantee you that it will come across your screen 
within the next couple of months. Um, so be aware of it. You know, you don't. I'm not going to, as I say, sit here and say you need to be an early investor and, and catch the bubble. But it is. I have very little doubt in me that crypto is not the future. So hmm. I leave that with you. Baie dankie Richard Adendorf, altyd lekker om met jou te gesels. Dankie, en, um, dankie vir my. Ja, wat vraag jy as influencer vir mense om jou te gebruik? Ach, bel, te my. Proe? bel my, bel okay. my. As een wijn op die spel is, ek betaal. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, baie dankie, lekker dag, ons praat weer volgende week. Cheers. And this, uh, let's get social proudly sponsored by We Love Low Carb. We Love Low Carbs offer freshly baked homemade bread. That's the best keto diabetic friendly bread on the market. They can also assist you with meal plans, advice, tips and more. Visit the We Love Low Carb 19 Kursen Street, Gans Plaza Strand.